Letter 63 of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends Edited by Sidney Colvin This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo To Thomas Keats Dun an Cullen, Island of Mall, July 23, 1818 My dear Tom, just after my last had gone to the post in came one of the men with whom we endeavoured to agree about going to staffa he said what a pity it was we should turn aside and not see the curiosities so we had a little talk and finally agreed that he should be our guide across the isle of mall we set out crossed two ferries one to the isle of carrara of little distance the other from carrara to mall nine miles across we did it in forty minutes with a fine breeze the road through the island or rather the track is the most dreary you can think of between dreary mountains over bog and rock and river with our breeches tucked up and our stockings in hand about eight o'clock we arrived at a shepherd's hut into which we could scarcely get for the smoke through a door lower than my shoulders we found our way into a little compartment with the rafters and turf thatch blackened with smoke the earth floor full of hills and dales we had some white bread with us made a good supper and slept in our clothes and some blankets our guide snored on another little bed about an arm's length off this morning we came about six miles to breakfast by rather a better path and we are now in by comparison a mansion our guide is i think a very obliging fellow in the way this morning he sang us two gaelic songs one made by mrs brown on her husband's being drowned the other a jacobin one on charles stuart for some days brown has been inquiring out his genealogy here he thinks his grandfather came from long island he got a parcel of people about him at a cottage door last evening chatted with ane who had been a miss brown and who i think from a likeness must have been a relation he jawed with the old woman flattered a young one kissed a child who was afraid of his spectacles and finally drank a pint of milk they handle his spectacles as we do a sensitive leaf. Oban, July 26th. Well, we had a most wretched walk of 37 miles across the island of Mall, and then we crossed to Iona, or Icolmkil. From Icolmkil, we took a boat at a bargain to take us to Staffa, and land us at the head of Loch Naka, whence we should only have to walk half the distance to oban again and on a better road all this is well passed and done with a singular piece of luck that there was an interruption in the bad weather just as we saw staffa at which it is impossible to land but in a tolerable calm sea but i will first mention Icolmkill. i know not whether you have heard much about this island i never did before i came nigh it it is rich in the most interesting antiquities 
who would expect to find the ruins of a fine cathedral church of cloisters colleges monasteries and nunneries in so remote an island the beginning of these things was in the sixth century under the superstition of would-be bishop saint who landed from ireland and chose the spot from its beauty for at that time the now treeless place was covered with magnificent woods columba in the gaelic is colm signifying dove kill signifies church and i is as good as island so i colm kill means the island of saint columba's church now the saint columba became the dominic of the barbarian christians of the north and was famed also far south but more especially was reverenced by the scots the picts the norwegians the irish in a course of years perhaps the island was considered the most holy ground of the north and the old kings of the aforementioned nations chose it for their burial place we were shown a spot in the churchyard where they say sixty-one kings are buried forty-eight scotch from fergus second to macbeth eight irish four norwegians and one french they lie in rows compact then we were shown other matters of later date but still very ancient many tombs of highland chieftains their effigies in complete armour face upwards black and moss-covered abbots and bishops of the island always of one of the chief clans there were plenty macleans and macdonalds among these latter the famous macdonald lord of the isles there have been three hundred crosses in the island but the presbyterians destroyed all but two one of which is a very fine one and completely covered with a shaggy coarse moss the old schoolmaster an ignorant little man but reckoned very clever showed us these things he is a maclean and as much above four foot as he is under four foot three inches he stops at one glass of whiskey unless you press another and at the second unless you press a third i am puzzled how to give you an idea of staffa it can only be represented by a first-rate drawing one may compare the surface of the island to a roof this roof is supported by grand pillars of basalt standing together as thick as honeycombs the finest thing is fingal's cave it is entirely a hollowing out of basalt pillars suppose now the giants who rebelled against jove had taken a whole mass of black columns and bound them together like bunches of matches and then with immense axes had made a cavern in the body of these columns of course the roof and floor must be composed of the broken ends of the columns such as fingal's cave except that the sea has done the work of excavations and is continually dashing there so that we walk along the sides of the cave on the pillars which are left as if for convenient stairs the roof is arched somewhat gothic wise and the length of some of the entire side pillars is fifty feet about the island you might seat an army of men on each pillar the length of the cave is a hundred and twenty feet and from its extremity the view into the sea through the large arch at the entrance 
the color of the columns is a sort of black with a lurking gloom of purple therein for solemnity and grandeur it far surpasses the finest cathedral at the extremity of the cave there is a small perforation into another cave at which the waters meeting and buffeting each other there is sometimes produced a report as of a cannon heard as far as iona which must be twelve miles as we approached in the boat there was such a fine swell of the sea that the pillars appeared rising immediately out of the crystal but it is impossible to describe it not aladdin magian ever such a work began not the wizard of the dee ever such a dream could see not saint john in patmos isle in the passion of his toil when he saw the churches seven golden isled build up in heaven gazed at such a rugged wonder as i stood its roofing under lo i saw one sleeping there on the marble cold and bare while the surges washed his feet and his garments white did beat drenched about the sombre rocks on his neck his well-grown locks lifted dry above the main were upon the curl again what is this and what art thou whispered i and touched his brow what art thou and what is this whispered i and strove to kiss the spirit's hand to wake his eyes up he started in a trice i am lycidas said he famed in funeral minstrelsy this was architected thus by the great oceanus here his mighty waters play hollow organs all the day here by turns his dolphins all finny palmers great and small come to pay devotion due each a mouth of pearls must strew many a mortal of these days dares to pass our sacred ways dares to touch audaciously this cathedral of the sea i have been the pontiff priest where the waters never rest where a fledgy seabird choir soars for ever holy fire i have hid from mortal man proteus is my sacristan but the stupid eye of mortal hath passed beyond the rocky portal so for ever will i leave such a taint and soon unweave all the magic of the place tis now free to stupid face to cutters and to fashion boats to cravats and to petticoats the great sea shall war it down for its fame shall not be blown at every farthing quadrile dance so saying with a spirit's glance he dived i am sorry i am so indolent as to write such stuff as this it can't be helped the western coast of scotland is a most strange place it is composed of rocks mountains mountainous and rocky islands intersected by lochs you can go but a short distance anywhere from salt water in the highlands i have a slight sore throat and think it best to stay a day or two at oban then we shall proceed to fort william in inverness where i am anxious to be on account of a letter from you brown in his letters puts down every little circumstance i should like to do the same 
but i confess myself too indolent and besides next winter everything will come up in prime order as we verge on such and such things have you heard in any way of george i should think by this time he must have landed i in my carelessness never thought of knowing where a letter would find him on the other side i think baltimore but i am afraid of directing it to the wrong place i shall begin some checker work for him directly and it will be ripe for the post by the time i hear from you next after this i assure you i often long for a seat and a cup o tea at well walk especially now that mountains castles and lakes are becoming common to me yet i would rather summer it out for on the whole i am happier than when i have time to be glum perhaps it may cure me immediately on my return i shall begin studying hard with a peep at the theatre now and then and depend upon it i shall be very luxurious with respect to women i think i shall be able to conquer my passions hereafter better than i have yet done you will help me talk of george next winter and we will go now and then to see fanny let me hear a good account of your health and comfort telling me truly how you do alone remember me to all including mr and mrs bentley your most affectionate brother john end of letter sixty three